Hey, Chicago, let's party. I'm going to be in town next week, Saturday, November 18th. I'm doing a college football watch party at the 5050 2047 West Division Street. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Swing on by. Let's watch some college football. Let's drink some beers. Let's eat some wings. Let's break down the Week 11 NFL slate. The 50-50-2047 West Division Street from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. next Saturday, November 18th. And now, back to your regularly scheduled degenerate broadcasting. Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds, and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. Thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. Great to have you in. My name is Joe Fortenball, and here's what we have in store for a very special installment of the Sharp 600. I'm here in Chicago this weekend, so what better way to talk NFL Week 11 picks than live in person? With my man Joe Ostrowski from 670, the score, the home of the Chicago Cubs. We're going to follow that conversation up with three selections of my own after the Sharp 600 went two and two with its week 10 selections. But without further ado, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into this thing. You can catch him on 670, the score in Chicago. And check out the podcast Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Follow him on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. Big surprise, his name is Joe Ostrowski, and he's joining us here on the Sharp 600. Joe, first time we've met face-to-face, and we've talked for years about this, but believe it or not, 40-plus episodes of the Sharp 600, this is the first interview I've done in person. Yeah, so I had to get you in the score studio (laughs) out of San Francisco into Chicago just to get on the Sharp 600. I'm uh, really excited about this. By the way, I love the podcast. I'm not just saying that. I'm a listener, and you get it, because I'm a big-time podcast listener. I don't know if you are, too. Oh, my God. But but is there anything worse? Even some of your favorite pods, is there anything worse? All right. All right. We got a new episode. An hour 20. An hour 10. You fall behind everything. We're all busy. We're all busy. We've got lives, and quick hitter, a few times a week, get you set for the weekend. Uh, That's what I try to do with early odds. I record it on Sunday evenings right after the Afternoon games, I know with a friend of yours, Aaron Kessler, odds maker over at the Golden Nugget. One of the best. And we just go over every game, just our first thoughts and what they are going to set the line on. He actually gives me the lines on the podcast before they put them up at the Golden Nugget. So it's been a lot of fun. And it's a great way to get set just from a mental standpoint on how you're going to approach the week. Certain games that that jump out to you, certain games that might seem bizarre, certain games you might want to stay away from, and then you get the opportunity later in the week to reevaluate. What I find, it's been funny because I'll pick a side. And then as my process goes, as I look up different numbers, I completely flip sometimes or just stay yeah. away from that game entirely. But that's part of this process just to uh, just to get you going, get you started. Because all the other podcasts that are out there, the sports podcasts, they're always talking about what happened yesterday, what happened over the weekend. As gamblers, you know this. What's next? What's the next game I can bet on? I know how I did over the weekend, but I don't care about that. I'm looking forward. And the numbers are constantly moving, so the information needs to keep moving Just like that, snap of the fingers. All right, you're in the Super Contest, the legendary Westgate Super Contest, much like I am. Do you take a specific approach to these games? I mean, we're talking thousands of people enter this thing, so you've got to have a strategy. But each week when the card comes out, what are the five games you're looking at? How do you break it down? How do you cap it? It really takes all week. I usually don't send in my picks until late on Friday, early Saturday morning before I finally am able to to get it down. Like I love the Steelers on Thursday night football, but I'm never going to pick Thursday night football because you have to have all five picks before that game. Now, of course, looking at the result, I wish I could have 
gotten to five, but I need those Thursday and Friday injury reports to really break it down. I take a look at everything. I think you tend to look at trends more than I do. I'll t- look at trends sometimes, but it's not one specific set, uh, strategy. It isn't always going against the public, but a lot of times I'm not going to be on the same side when we're talking about 90-plus percent of the public, and this is one of those weeks. It's a difficult week because there are so many games where either you have a couple of bad quarterbacks going at it or you have so many games where it's just so heavy on one side. So I don't know if I'm going to follow those games, but it really varies from week to week. I tend to play underdogs, which has really hurt in the last month because the favorites have been covering between 65 and 70% of the time. Do you find yourself getting excited about the proposition of betting against the public, knowing that maybe 75% are leaning to, and I'm not, we're just throwing this out there, maybe like Philadelphia on a Sunday night. Does that intrigue you in the sense that, well, if all these people are going Philly, maybe I should zag when they're zigging and go Dallas? Sometimes, but not always. Because as you know, the super contest is not the same as the public. You have 2,700 guys that are picking games, men and women, and sometimes you're shocked. I was shocked last week. One of the biggest, the most popular picks of the entire season was the Bills plus three as a home dog last week, and then they end up getting blown out. Going into the week, I did not think the Bills were going to be the most popular play. I love that game. On the Bills. Loved that game and was able to turn it off about six minutes in. We're in Chicago. You live here in Chicago. You work in Chicago. We've been talking Bears all morning. So what better way to start with this week's analysis than with the Bears and the Lions? Bears, three-point home dog at some shops. Some have it bet down to about two and a half. Any lean on this game? Yeah, it's been around three. That number stayed pretty strong all week. My first reaction was, Okay, this is more comfortable for the Bears as a home underdog, usually between three and seven. That's what we've seen most of the year, and they've been covering those games. It was different a week ago against the Packers as they were five-and-a-half to six-point favorites throughout the week. And I'm wondering, is there a bit of an overreaction here based on one week, the Bears off the bye, and they lose a game that they should have won against the Packers? Just the adjustment between the Packers and Lions, I don't see it being that big, even though Hundley is not out there. The Lions are probably the better team right now, but not that big of a difference. It was disappointing, the defense that came out for the Bears, and that's how they win. Defense, run the football. Everything was set up in that Green Bay game for the Bears to win, and now I think everybody's overreacting. I think this ends up being close to the number. If I had to pick a lean, I would pick Detroit. Matthew Stafford is on fire. But these Bears-Lions games end up going very close. Five of their last ten matchups decided by a field goal or less. So I think the number's really strong. I would say the Lions maybe eke out a three- or four-point victory. Laying double digits on the road long-term is going to kill your bankroll. The Chiefs are laying about 115 at the Giants this weekend. Now, Andy Reid off the bye, we all know the trend. He is remarkable with extra rest in terms of winning and covering spreads. The Giants look like they've mailed it in. Would you consider laying the the 115 with the Chiefs? No. I was so disappointed. One of my yearly rituals, Andy Reid off the bye. Yeah. Andy Reid off the bye, but you're usually not laying this much. Dealing with the Giants team that everybody is saying has completely quit on their coach. I just can't do that. 16-2 and two, straight up in the regular season for Andy Reid. That's a trend I will follow. That is a large sample size, 14-4 and four in those regular season games against the number. It's just too much. So if I'm going at that game, I would take a look at going over the total 
but I can't lean what is now 10.5, and it opened at 12.5. Patriots are down in Mexico City where the Raiders played last year. They're laying a touchdown. They spent a week training at altitude at the Air Force Academy. The Raiders know what it takes to play at elevation. They did it last year against the Texans. Any lean in this game? So both of these games fit into the category of, okay, if you're looking for dogs, where do you go? Because I, I'm having a tough time coming up with arguments like the Raiders, how many points they give up, how the Patriots have looked of late. You know they're going to prepare, be prepared. This was a business trip for New England, staying on the road, as you mentioned, getting prepared for the altitude. The Raiders have dealt with this altitude in Mexico City before. I would lean Patriots, have a tough time laying seven. I'm actually surprised this has not gone past the key number of seven, but I don't think this is going to, I don't think this game is going to be on my super contest card. Sunday night football, Philadelphia now laying four and a half as we talk on Friday at Dallas. This line is skyrocketing. No Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys. Eagles off the bye. Any lean here? Yeah, over 90% of the public on the Eagles. No surprise there. I'm having a tough time here as well, coming up with an argument for Dallas. With Sean Lee, the numbers are staggering when he's not out there playing defense for the Cowboys. How many more points they're giving up per game? How many yards per rush more they are allowing? And we know what happened without Tyron Smith on the offensive line. I don't know how you can go Cowboys. The only argument is... This is a desperate spot, similar to the Falcon spot a week ago. You can play that card if you want, but this is a different offense without Ezekiel Elliott and Tyron Smith. And if Tyron Smith is out too, it's looking bad here. This is probably a stay away. I'd say Eagles are nothing. Monday Night Football, Seattle laying three, possibly two and a half, depending on where you shop against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have been a huge disappointment this year in the transition from Kyle Shanahan to Steve Sarkeesian, at offensive coordinator. Here they come all the way across the country, hostile environment, generally regarded as a six-point home field advantage by a lot of bookmakers. Do you like Seattle here or the injuries that are mounting too much for the Seahawks to overcome? What's interesting with this Atlanta offense, and everybody's putting this on Sarkeesian, is as gamblers, we look at yards per play, one of the most popular metrics, and you need to look at it. Doesn't mean you live and die by it, but you need to take a look at it. Atlanta's been near the top all year with their struggling offense. So, what's happening? They have issues inside the red zone. This is not the same Seahawks defense with all the injuries that are happening. So, I would lean Atlanta. Maybe they got things figured out a week ago, but the Seattle without a run game. This is all on Russell Wilson, and that defense just is not the same. I would lean toward Atlanta on the road, and it's not as tough as it once was to win in Seattle. Before we let you go, any other games that we might consider wagering, leaning to this weekend? Anything flying under the radar that I didn't touch on with you? Yeah, a couple of games, and I actually have this one as the game of the week. Who would have thought this before the year started? You have the Rams at the Vikings. Golf versus Keenum. I mean, what are we talking about here? Buy the t-shirt now. (laughs) Uh, The LA Rams, spectacular this year. 31-year-old head coach Sean McVay, he's fixed the quarterback. A year ago at this time, Jared Goff, he's going to be a bust. What were the Rams thinking? Now the conversation is, How do I find the next Sean McVay? That's what we're talking about in Chicago. How do the Bears find the next Sean McVay to replace John Fox? Near the top of the league in yards per play at third. But Minnesota's up there as well. A little under the radar because they're known as that defensive team. The Vikings minus two at home. Under a field goal at home. And Minnesota, one of the few places in this league that I consider to be a big home field advantage. I do like the Vikings Minus two here. Case Keenum's actually 
fighting for his job because everybody wants to throw Teddy Bridgewater out there onto the field right away. And, and Keenum's done a very nice job, uh, 5-0 and since he replaced Sam Bradford in that Monday night game against the Bears. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski, and that's going to be linked in the bio. So we've got that there along with the podcast. And you're going to want to check this out every Monday morning to get set for the week. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. He's also on 670 to score in Chicago, the home of the Chicago Cubs. Joe Ostrowski joining us here on the Sharp 600. Dude, face-to-face. It was awesome. First time I've ever done it. I've got to just fly to every guest moving forward. (laughs) Let's do this again, all right, Joe? Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. On your marks, get set. The Ultimate Race is back at covers. The Fall 2017 Ultimate Race will start on Monday, November 13th, with your chance to vie for $10,000 in cash and prizes, including a $5,000 grand prize and weekly prize packs. The rules are simple. Make a maximum of four picks each day, and the first person to reach 200 wins the race. Go to our contest homepage on covers.com and register now. The race starts on November 13th, so start your engine. Additionally, you've been asking and we've been listening. We're excited to announce that we're gearing up to launch the Covers Online Pro Shop. Soon, you'll be able to purchase some sweet Covers swag just in time for the holidays. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook and register your email to get notified and be the first to know when the Covers Pro Shop opens its doors. It says here we should work in teams. Who wants to be my spotter? Two and two with our NFL picks last week. Three selections for the Week 11 card. Let's get after it. Game number one, 1 p.m. Eastern, Vikings-Rams over under 45 and a half. Jared Goff and the Rams lead the league in scoring this season, in part because of how well this franchise has played on the road, which is an integral component to a team's postseason chances. In four road dates this season, the Rams have hung 41 points, 35 points, 27 points, and 51 points on their unsuspecting hosts. On the flip side, Minnesota's offense has been cooking with gas as of late by averaging a healthy 31.6 points per game over their last three outings. The Viking defense has played well enough this season to convince the early bettors to play the under, but I'm bucking that line move here and betting over 45.5 total points. Game number two, Patriots laying six and a half against the Raiders in Mexico City. Act fast on that point spread because it's going to be north of seven by kickoff. The big misconception here is that the New England defense is terrible. But put in a little elbow grease, do some research, and you'll notice that the Pats have surrendered just 14 points, 17 points, 7 points, 13 points, and 16 points over their last five outings respectively. For the math impaired, that's an average of just 13.4 points per game. So I'm not expecting the Raiders' offense to explode on New England in the way Kansas City did back in Week 1. Further, the Patriots are 21-7 against the spread over the last 28 games overall, while the Raiders have covered just one spread over their last seven outings. Sorry, Raider Nation, I'm taking the Patriots here. Game number three, 425 p.m. Eastern, Broncos, Bengals, over, under of 39. So much for this no-fly zone defense in Denver, which has surrendered an average of 40 points per game over the last three outings. Conversely, Cincinnati's defense has permitted 23 or more points in four straight games. Between Andy Dalton and Brock Osweiler, I think enough mistakes will be made in this game that both teams are going to fall ass backwards into free points, thus giving us a nice little over on the 39-point line. That, boys and girls, is that. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's installment of the NFL Podcast. 
If you get an opportunity, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, be well and best of luck.